How's everyone doing tonight? Are you excited to be here? You guys can have a seat. I don't know why you had them stand. That's awkward. You guys can go up if you want. You know the drill. Man, there's a lot of people here. That's awesome. It's really cool. Man, we're so glad that you chose to be here tonight. I'm super excited to be here. And before uh, the band, well, as they get off, and before I, I start tonight, I really want to take two seconds, maybe two minutes, to thank Pastor Anthony and, and thank Pastor Miriam. First, I want, for, come on, can we give it up for them? Who's excited? Who are, are you guys thankful for them? Uh, Pastor Anthony, honestly, I really believe this in my heart, is one of the greatest, most passionate leader I've ever met. And I'm so grateful for his leadership. I'm so grateful for him as a person. Not only what he does here on stage, but I get the privilege of seeing what he does one-on-one -on, -one on, a, on a daily basis. And I'm so grateful for him. So I want to honor you. Thank you for letting me be here. Uh, I know you've paid the price for this uh, stage. I know you've paid the price to have a voice in everyone's life. And I did not pay that price at all as much as you have. So I am honored to be here tonight. I am honored to be able to share something that hopefully encourage you, encourages you tonight. And I also want to thank Pastor Miriam for not only being an amazing wife to Pastor Anthony, but also being an amazing spiritual mother to me. For those of you who, don't, who know my, a little bit of my story, uh, growing up, I didn't have the best marriage or parents to look up to. They're great, but just the whole marriage and parenting idea wasn't the very best. And Pastor Miriam has stepped into my life, not only as a pastor, but a great spiritual mother, speaking things into my life that no one has ever spoken before and making me realize that there is more in me. You know, I'm not just this lost kid or this broken kid, but God has a purpose. And she has spent the last two years just investing in me. And honestly, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for her place in my life. So thank you. I appreciate it. Love you, mother. I call her mother. Uh, but anyway, uh, a little bit about myself in case you don't know me. Whether you do know me, you get to hear it again. It's all cool. But my name is Magno once again. I've been part of Church Alive for about six years, I think, now. And uh, it's my first church. Did not go to church growing up. It is my very first church. I'm glad to still be here and call it my home. And uh, the cool thing uh, is that uh, from the first moment I walked in, uh, I didn't know what, what to expect. I didn't know what it was going to be like, but I knew that there was something special about Church Alive. Aren't you glad to be part of this church? Aren't you glad to be part of something that is refreshing, something that is alive? And, uh, and uh, here at Church Alive, we're a little bit competitive. You know, Pastor Anthony, in case you don't know him, when it comes to sports, uh, it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a guy and you're playing volleyball, he will push you out of the way to get the ball. He is that guy. He's a, uh, there's no positions, there's no rotating. He'll, he'll nudge his head and be like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But when it comes time, he'll push you out of the way to make sure he gets the point. And uh, we all love sports. Who loves sports in here? Are you guys into sports? Awesome. Pastor Miriam's pretty competitive as well. Uh, I don't think you would see that in a court or in a volleyball game, but if you go to the gym and you happen to be on the treadmill and you, let's just say Pastor Miriam's working out and I just start going on the treadmill and let's say she's doing three miles per hour on the treadmill and I do four miles per hour on the treadmill, she will look at you and it doesn't matter who you are, she will put five miles per hour on her treadmill just to make sure she's winning. She's going faster than you. She's making up more time and I, I know she's told a story once that this happened three times with the same person, something like that, that she just, so she's pretty competitive and uh, I think it's cool. I think they love it. I think it's all right. But uh, yeah, so we love sports. We love music. Who loves music? Are you guys into music in here? Awesome. Are you guys into movies at all? 
Movies, I love movies. But uh, when you think of artists, when you think of music artists of today, and maybe even the ones uh, long ago, uh, may maybe you can think of Rihanna. Anyone into Rihanna? Hip hop, okay, just one person, that's awesome. Uh, for all the country lovers, I'm, I, I hope I don't butcher his name. Uh, it's uh, Brad Paisley, Brad Paisley? Yeah, you guys like him, country? That's awesome. Or maybe Neo, John Mayer, Michael Jackson, Drake. Um, you got the weird dance thing that's going around. 50 Cent and the best band of all time, Hillsong United. I know a lot of you have no clue who I'm talking about. And if that's you, I know I look awesome on the outside, but I'm judging you on the inside because they're just the best band. They're a worship band, just in case you don't know. We do a lot of their songs. But that's talking about music. But even sports, maybe when you're talking about sports, let's say you're talking about tennis. Maybe you think of Roger Federer. I know he's one of your favorite guys. Best Anthony, that's his favorite sport. He's uh, almost played like tennis pro. You played tennis pro. You were a tennis pro. You're awesome. Yeah. Anyway, or maybe Serena Williams. I think that's how you say her name. Or maybe if you're talking about basketball, Michael Jordan, one of the legends of basketball. Or maybe even LeBron James. Who loves LeBron James in here? You either love him or you hate him. And I don't know if I love him, so <laughs> that's something I got to deal with in my heart. Or maybe football, Tom Brady. <laughs> There's one guy celebrating, everyone else is like, deflated. <laughs> but anyway, that's another conversation for another time. Um, or maybe Peyton Manning, how about that? You guys feel better about that? No? All right, it's getting too serious, let's move on. Uh, or maybe soccer, if you're in here and you're Brazilian, Ronaldo. If you're Portuguese, Ronaldo. You know, I love, in case you don't know, there's always this little battle going on between Portuguese and Brazilian people. But the reality is they're all the same. Like, did you just see what happened here? Ronaldo and go back to the other one, Ronaldo. They're all Ronaldos. They're all the same. You guys are all one family. But uh, anyway, and then moving on to movies. We love movies, right? Uh, maybe if you think of a great actor like Chris Hemsworth, Thor. I have a confession to make. He is my actor man crush. That guy is awesome. I mean, just look at him. <laughs> Fernando's biceps have nothing on his biceps. Uh, but what about Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible? Is that Mission Impossible up there? Yes, he is. By the way, he really shot that scene. Isn't that crazy? The hanging off the airplane kind of thing? He really did. In case you didn't know, look it up. It's real. Uh, he doesn't play around. Or maybe Will Smith. You guys familiar with this? Huh? Look at that hairdo. It's like H almost, but it's like man bun. I don't know. Anyway, or maybe Jim Carrey, Pastor Anthony's favorite, one of Pastor Anthony's favorite actors. <laughs> Can I share something with you tonight? If you want to learn about Pastor Anthony's personality, what he thinks is funny, just watch a little bit of Ace Ventura. That's it. You have it all figured out. That's him. And then the, uh, maybe Marlon and Sean Nayans and this right here. White Chicks. Have you ever watched White Chicks? Not going to talk about too much about that movie because there's some awkward parts. But anyway, and then the very last one, maybe Jennifer Lawrence this year in Hunger Games. Come on. She's done it big. It was a great movie. But, uh, but the reason why I'm mentioning all these actors, these, uh, these uh, sports pros, I guess you can say, or maybe even musicians, I think it's so cool that these guys didn't just get somewhere. Right? And uh, I think it's so cool that they didn't just stay and blend in with the crowd. But they took ground. And they became, they stood out from the crowd, right? You can, I guess we can all say that they all stand out in their very own way. We love them. We appreciate them. And uh, the reason why I'm saying that is that because here at Church Alive, and even in my heart, I honestly believe that, the, uh, that we all have a dreamland. We all have um, 
We all have this place called the goals of life land. Maybe it's a place where we want to be someday, success, or maybe even happiness. And the great thing about God and that he ha- is that he has a promised land for you and I. He has a promised dream for you and I. Long before we were born, he had that in place. And, uh, and, and a few weeks ago, Pastor Anthony talked about the promised land. Who was here for that? Just in case, just so that I know who I'm talking to. Okay, two, awesome. No, it was about 10. But uh, he talked about this promised land in the Bible where we learned that just like there was a promised land for Abraham and his descendants, there's a promised land for you and I in today's world. He talked about how uh, the promised land is not far away. It's not next year. It's not next week. It's in this moment. And we have the option to live in the promised land of today. We have the option, we have the choice to live in the dreams, the promised dreams that God has for you and I in this moment. The promised land is at your house, it's at your work, it's at your schools, it's, at, it's with your family, it's wherever you are today. And we have a choice to live in that promised land. And uh, when you think of promised land, a place where you want to get or maybe a place you want to be aware of, a place where you want, you want to, to live today, it takes faith to get there, right? It, get, it takes faith to, man, I believe that. You know, I am aware of that. You know, I believe that God has a plan for me. It takes faith. If without faith, it's almost dormant. It's like you don't really believe in it and it's not really there. And uh, what I really want to talk about tonight Really quick, I hope this encourages you. It's three points. Uh, Faith is a combination of so many things, right? But I want to focus on three points today. That faith is a combination of believing, declaring, and overcoming. Believing, declaring, and overcoming. And uh, I guess you can say these are three lessons that I've learned this year. Or maybe in the last six years. Or or even just sitting through uh, the promised land sermon that Pastor Anthony shared with us a few weeks ago. And I also believe that uh, Reckless, our student ministry, is something that inspired me to put this together. And just, uh, I don't know why, but we have some Reckless kids here tonight, I believe, right? Do we? Come on, can we give it up for Reckless? Reckless is awesome. They're recklessly awesome. But yeah, uh, believing, uh, declaring, and overcoming. I just want to share that really quick, that, man, something that I've learned that I want to finish 2015 with and tackle on 2016 with. You guys get me? Does it make sense so far? Awesome. And can I humbly ask, uh, ask one thing? I ask. What's ask? Uh, 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 I know sometimes it's very easy. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're old or young, or to just maybe look at someone and be like, man, what does he know? You know? Uh, but can I humbly ask that your hearts are open tonight? That your mind's ready to receive. Uh, I am fully aware that I can't do anything without God. But I am also fully aware that he can, go, he can do anything through me tonight. You know, if there's something he wants to speak to you about, it's not about me, but I know he can do it through me. So can I ask that for everyone tonight? Can we pray? Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you that your touch is in the house. We thank you, Lord, that as we come together, as we worship together, even just talk about lessons of life according to your word. I know and we can know and rest assured that your touch is in the house. So as you move today, Holy Spirit, let something sit in every heart here today. I thank you for your, pl- I thank you for your plans. I thank you for your touch in the house that is here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first point, believing, believing, believing gets you to the promised land. I honestly believe that believing gets you to the promised land. In Hebrews verse, uh, chapter 11, verse 6, it says that without faith, It is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Uh, The first step that I like to look at uh, for us to take towards the promised land is the step of believing. It's the step of choosing to believe. And uh, long ago before, I mean long ago, a few years ago before I first first stepped uh, into church alive, I was just living it up. 
I guess you could say I was YOLOing it up, partying, uh, maybe got caught up in the wrong relationships, and uh, yeah, that was horrible. Um, anyway, and, uh, and I think we've all been through there, uh, I guess, in, uh, in some stages of life, but that was me. Uh, but it wasn't until the very moment I stepped into Church Alive, got plugged in, uh, uh, got plugged into a connect group, uh, got plugged into a team. It wasn't until the very moment after hearing message after message or being in worship after worship, it wasn't until the very moment that I chose to believe that I took the first step to the promised land. And I hope that makes sense to you tonight because, uh, man, I, I, when I look back, I'm like, man, I had, I had no idea what I had coming my way. I had my plans. I was coming to this church, uh, so-called church, and, at, you know, that was my mentality at the time. And, man, little did I know that by choosing to believe in the promises of God, choosing to believe that he has something for me, was my very step, first step towards the promised land. And here I am today. And uh, I don't really have anything to fall on. You know, I, I love to think that way. You know why? Because it keeps, it reminds me of where I come from, where I came from. And uh, the reason why I'm here, it's because of grace. It's because of God is so patient with me, and I'm sure he's patient with you. He's so graceful. I have nothing to show for, no experience, no certain degree or maybe a certificate, you know. And, uh, but what I do have is choosing to believe. What I do have to fall on is choosing to believe and allowing his grace to come over my life. You know, and some of us, uh, some of us are called to be doctors. Some of us are called to be teachers. Some of us are called to be in the medical field or maybe be an NBA all-star like my man over there. I'm sure, pretty sure he's going to be better than uh, LeBron James or Michael Jordan or Tom Brady. I think it was Tom Brady. Anyway, uh, but we're all called to something, right? And, uh, but can I encourage you with this today? That it doesn't matter if there's a story already written out for you. It, uh, it doesn't matter if there's a plan laid out for you. It doesn't matter what God may have for you until you choose to believe. That is really dormant. But when you choose to believe, something happens in the atmosphere. When you choose to believe, all of a sudden, these dreams, these plans, these, this dream land that God has for you becomes alive. And maybe you may not feel it in the moment, but in the background, God is working for you. In the background, God is moving on your behalf. Do you believe that this morning? Uh, this, this night, this morning, I'm still waking up. So make no mistake, God has given you a promised land, a promised dream. God has given you a choice, though. He has given you a choice to believe or not believe. But make no mistake, believing gets you to the promised land. Believing gets you to the dream land. And I want uh, point number two today is declaring keeps you in the promised land. Declaring keeps you in the promised land. So we just talked about believing gets you there. Declaring keeps you there. And what do you mean by that? Declaring, speaking the language of faith, speaking things that, you're, uh, that the word says that your natural flesh would normally not say. I like to put it this way. The language of faith means shutting what the flesh would normally say and speaking what God has already said. The language of faith means shutting what the flesh would normally say and speaking what God has already said. My declaration of what God has already said keeps me in the promised land. The promised dream, the calling, the purpose-filled life will come true in my life once my declaration of faith starts coming out of my mouth. Lately with our teams, we've been talking about that uh, faith is our language. That is one of our core values here at Church Alive. Uh, faith is our language. We believe the best. We expect the best. Therefore, we speak the best. And uh, faith is our language. It's, it's just what we do. And, uh, and we asked ourselves, why should we speak the language of faith? Why should we speak the language? And one of the answers was uh, because faith is the language of heaven. 
when you think of the word, when you think of God, when you think of his promises, it's, it, was it was breathed upon. I think that's the right way to say it. Sorry, my, my Brazilian side comes out sometimes. Thanks. Appreciate the encouragement. You're awesome. Um, but uh, uh, because faith is the language of heaven. And right now, I want to call up Andre. Can I use you, man, really quick? You, you don't have to say anything. You can just stand here. Just come, man. Take your time. Don't worry. We got an hour and a half. Uh, and I want to read Psalm 23. Uh, and as he's making his way down, I'm just going to read it really quick because we're going to read it three times. Don't you feel spiritual today? We're going to read it three times. Glad you're here, man. Love you, bro. You have a soft spot in my heart. You know that? I'm not just saying that to be cheesy or corny. We really do. I'm proud of you, man. He spent Christmas with us this year. Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and mercy and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's Psalm 23. David wrote that. And David wrote that. Doesn't that sound like the language of faith? He was speaking to him. He was reminding himself of the promises of God, basically telling himself and reminding him, his spirit, his soul, his heart, that no matter what season he goes through, God is with him. Through the darkest valley, God protects him. And, his, and God's goodness, his promises will come true in his life. But right now, I want to take a moment, and let's act like Andre wrote Psalm 23. Just bear with me. This is weird, but I hope it makes sense. Uh, let's just think that his language is not a, a, the language of faith. It's actually the language of doubt. It's the language of insecurity, the language of I don't have what it takes, the language of uh, everyone has daddy and, daddy and mommy at home, and I don't. I've been away from home for a long time, so uh, that doesn't apply to me. This always happens to me. Uh, I'll never make it. I'll never be good enough. So let's say that's his language. I honestly believe that when faith is in our language, this is what Psalm 23 becomes. The Lord is not Andre's shepherd. He lacks everything. He makes Andre sprint down weird pastures. He leads Andre besides dirty and loud waters. He dehydrates Andre's soul. He guides Andre along the wrong path for Andre's name's sake. Even though Andre walks through the darkest valley, Andre will fear evil, for you're not with Andre. Your rod and your staff, they smack Andre. <laughs> you prepare a table before Andre in the presence of his barn animals. You anoint Andre's head with milk that is spoiled. Andre's cup is empty. Surely your goodness and love will not follow Andre all the days of his life, and he will run away from the house of the Lord forever. Funny, confusing. That barn animal thing doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't because when I wrote it, I was like, that doesn't make sense. I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> but now I want us to look at Psalm 23 once again when faith is his language. Faith is his language. It doesn't matter what he's been through. He's going to say what God has already said. He's not going to say what he is saying inside. He's not going to say what society is saying to him. He's going to say what God has already said. The Lord is Andre's shepherd. 
Andre lacks nothing. He makes Andre lie down in green pastures. He leads Andre beside quiet water. He refreshes Andre's soul. He guides Andre along the right path for his name's sake. Even though Andre walks through the valley of the darkest valley, Andre will fear no evil because God is with you. You prepare a table before him in the presence of, my, of his enemies. You anoint Andre's head with oil. Andre's cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow Andre's all the days of his life. And Andre will stay in the house of the Lord forever. No pressure. I know I'm using you. That's quite different, isn't it, like night and day? That is pretty amazing. Man, I, I know I use you as an illustration, but I honestly believe that for you and your life. And I think we could all agree that that is true. I love you, man. Thank you for coming. I love you. In case you don't know, I love you. <laughs> all right. But anyway, whoever you are here today, whether you're American, Brazilian, Puerto Rican, or even if you're short and yellow and you call yourself a minion, there is a language that we all have in common. There is a language that you and I have complete access to. There's a language that you and I can speak, and that is the language of faith. If we can get the language of faith right, we can get the language of, of, of faith right, we can receive the blessings of God right. Man, declaring keeps you in the promised land. So today, choose to move from this, from this day forward to speak the language of faith because the language of faith above all else is the language of heaven do you believe that tonight does that make sense I hope it makes sense third point it's the last point the first one was believing gets you there declaring keeps you there third one I honestly believe it it's the most important one overcoming takes ground in the promised land overcoming takes ground the band can come up if they'd like to but if not they can come up anyway um Overcoming takes ground in the promised land. Pastor Anthony said something uh, when, he, when he spoke about the promised land. He said, God's miracle is in the walk of faith, not in the seat of comfort. That was a pretty awesome quote. Still stuck to me. I honestly believe that in order to take ground in the promised land, we have some overcoming to do. You know, learning about faith and putting it into practice, they're two completely different things. You know, God doesn't respond to your need as much as he does to your faith. Pastor Anthony also said this. So, Faith is not just believing. Faith is not just declaring. Faith is overcoming. It's choosing to be an overcomer. It's choosing to step out of our comfort zones so that others may live like Believe and Build is all about. Uh, some of you know this. Some of you don't. Uh, I've been part of the worship team for about three to four years now, I think. And, uh, and, uh, and I've been uh, privileged enough to lead it, even though, again, you know, have no, nothing to show for. But anyway, that's another story. And I've been part of that for about three to four years now. And we're actually going through a transition period where I'm transitioning out of that. I'll still be leading worship a few times a month, but I'm actually transitioning into Reckless, our student ministry. That is awesome. Reckless, nice to meet you, whoever is here. Uh, and at first when I heard that, I didn't see it. At first when I heard that, I was like, I don't agree with that. That is weird. Did Pastor Anthony and Miriam have a pizza dream or something? But uh, honestly, there had to come a moment, and I wasted no time, that I had to believe, declare, and overcome whatever was going inside. You know, in order to make an impression, in order to make a difference, in order to do what has never been done before, faith must take place inside, you know, despite what my flesh may say. You know, the only way to take ground in Rutherford, in the surrounding towns, in New Jersey, in, in, in the United States, and everywhere else, faith must be present in every situation. We have to believe. We have to declare. We have to overcome. You know, in, uh, in John 16, 33, Jesus says that in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart because I have overcome the world. 
I love that part. I have overcome the world. Isn't it cool that Jesus has overcome every situation? And because we get to call on the name of Jesus, we get to overcome every situation. Man, the, isn't it so cool that not only do we get to believe, not only do we get to speak the language of heaven, but man, we get to be overcomers. We get to be overcomers in our families. We get to be overcomers in our school, in our workplaces, because Jesus has already overcome. So whoever you are here today, can I encourage you to take ground in your life wherever you are. You're not too old. You're not too young. Older people are wiser. Younger people are dumber. I know. Dumber. Dang it. I always say dumber. It's dumber. The B silent, Magno. Uh, but can I encourage you today to believe, declare, and choose to overcome wherever you are, in your families, in your marriage. Can I encourage you today to take ground in your, in, 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 maybe it's a struggle, maybe it's an addiction, or maybe it's that thing that it's in the darkest place of your life that you don't want anyone to know. Do you know that that can be taken care of by believing, by declaring, by overcoming? You know, the same power that took Jesus out of the grave, the word says that it lives in us. So the same power that took him out of the grave is the same power that takes you and I to the promised land. It's the same power that keeps us in the promised land. And it's the same power that helps us overcome and take ground in the promised land. We're not just called to get there. We're not just called to be there. We're called to stand out in the crowd. We're called to rise above the odds. We're called to be the men and women that God has called us to be. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now I know how it feels. Uh, but uh, those are my three thoughts for tonight. And as we come to maybe a closing or a conclusion for tonight, if I, I like to picture myself if I was sitting in the crowd, maybe questions I'd ask in my head or maybe stuff that I'd say. And one of the things that came to mind was like, yeah, if I was listening to myself right now, like picturing me in your seat, I'd probably say stuff like, yeah, it's very easy to say, believe, declare, overcome. You know, it's very easy to just sit there and motivate and sit in the moment. Reality is when I walk out of here, life hits. Whatever situation we are in, it hits us, right? We go back to our daily routine go back to our homes and um, feelings like that can hold us back maybe like hearing something like this something simple but perhaps very powerful but unfortunately like I said when we walk out maybe life hits and it's hard to just believe that you can do that and and believe that you can declare and overcome you know I want to put up the picture of uh, my mother and my sister uh, I, I can't really see my sister my sister just graduated uh, she's a veterinarian I think that's how you say it and that's my lovely mother um, they sent me this picture on Christmas Day this was Christmas evening they're in Brazil and uh, you could keep the lights down so that they could see the picture and um, and I was encouraged to see this picture I was like oh man that's awesome but then when I noticed my brother and I in the background if you see him on the right there that's me and then my brother on the left with his army I don't know what the heck he was doing it's like a banana it's like a banana soldier or something like that but uh you know, uh, the reason why I'm sharing this is because when I looked at this picture, again, uh, my parents split up at a young age. And because of that, I was really messed up because of the divorce. You know, uh, I believe that some people are great at handling a divorce and some people just don't have what it takes to handle a divorce or at least don't do it. And that was their situation. I love them. They're great people. But it really affected me. And it hit me when I saw this picture. You know, I saw my mom and my sister having dinner in Brazil. And I haven't seen my mother in 10 years. I haven't seen them in 10 years. And, and part of it is just God dealing with that in my heart. But man, I felt like I failed them when I saw that. 
I could have been there with them. I could have been there just having Christmas with them. And that thought, stuff like that, could just stop us, right? Man, like maybe making us feel like failures or maybe like, man, we dropped the ball. Like you just, you just do it over and over again, don't you, Magno? And, uh, and the reason why I'm sharing that is because stuff like that can just hold us back from believing, from declaring, and from, and from uh, overcoming. But can I encourage you with this one last thought? Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the, in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Man, if God made something out of nothing, how much more is he going to do with you and I when he calls us something? When he says that he has set us apart, how much more is he going to do with you and I when he said he knew us before we were born? How much more is he going to do with you and I when he created us in his image? How much more is he going to do with you and I when he has set you apart? When he calls you son, when he calls you daughter, when he says that you are favored, when he says that you are anointed, long before you ever took your first breath, your story was laid out. The promised land, the promised dreams that God has for you was already laid out if God spoke creation into something out of nothing Genesis says that when God spoke the earth it was formless it was dark it was empty before we were formed he said he knew us before we were created he said he set you apart how much more is he going to do with you and I aren't the stars awesome is aren't the galaxies awesome they're not awesome as you and I are because we were set apart long before so, man, can you believe that tonight? Can you be encouraged tonight that no matter who you are, young, old, blah, 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 man, God has called you for more. He has called you to believe. He has called you to declare. He has called you to overcome. And the promises of God, the promised dreams are here today. We have a choice to not speak that into life and let it just sit away or we can leave here tonight believing, declaring, and overcoming. And fully live the life, the life that God has called us to live. I hope it makes sense to you tonight. I hope you are encouraged here tonight. Because that is what God's doing in my heart. And going into 2016, if I can master something, if I could take ownership of something, I want to take ownership of the promised dreams that God has for me. I want to take ownership of believing no matter what my flesh says, I'm going to speak and believe what God has already said. And I'm going to overcome. And I encourage you with the same thought. And in a few moments, we're going to give people opportunity to believe. We're going to, people, we're going to give people opportunity to declare and maybe even overcome. Maybe for the first time. Or maybe you feel like that belief, that dream has been dormant because you got discouraged from a certain situation. Maybe you're a father. You feel like you failed your son. Maybe you're a brother. You feel like you failed your sister. But man, we believe that this is the moment. We believe that the day is today, the, 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 the day that Lord has made. So let's sit in this moment with no distractions. Let's close our eyes and put our heads down. No one looking around. Just want to give people opportunity to perhaps believe again. Maybe it's time to believe again. Believing in is, it's not just a one-time decision. It's an everyday decision. There's too much going on for us not to believe again. So if that's you today, can you be encouraged by that? And maybe if you've never believed in God or the promises that he has for you maybe this is your moment whatever it is no one looking around on three 
We're just going to ask that you lift your hand. We don't want you to be embarrassed. We're not going to come up to you and lay hands on you. We're not going to ask you to come up on stage. No one is looking around but me. If that's you today, if you want to believe for the first time, or maybe you feel like you, want, you need to believe again, can you just slip up your hand on three? One, two, three. Awesome. That is great. That is so cool. Come on, anyone else? No one else is looking around. That is so cool. Let's pray together. Even if you didn't lift your hand today, we're going to pray together with everyone else. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you that we get to believe again. We thank you that we get to declare and speak the language of faith. Come on, church, loud and proud. We thank you that we get to be overcomers, Lord. Let our lives be forever changed after this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, can we give it up for every single decision tonight? That was awesome. Hey guys, Pastor Anthony here. Hope so much that this message just impacted your life in an amazing way. If it did, feel free to share it on one of the social media outlets. And if it really impacted you, feel free to also email us at connect at churchalive.tv. Stay connected online and on our website. See you soon.